0: Welcome to Word on the Street, a weekly podcast from Barclays UK, where our experts help ordinary investors make sense of the latest news and events impacting the world's financial markets. For this extra episode, we digest the positive news out this morning on one of the frontrunners for a viable vaccine against this latest coronavirus. What are the implications for the economy and investors? Phil Attreed, Head of Investment Consulting, speaks to Will Hobbs, Chief Investment Officer and Jean-Paul Jaegers, Head of Asset Allocation.
1: Hello and welcome to this special edition of Word on the Street. You've certainly heard plenty from us in the last uh, week and and last few days around what has been going on in in, uh, the US election. However, incoming news today, particularly focused around coronavirus vaccine, continues to demand probably a little bit more explanation, and particularly in the context of some pretty jaw-dropping moves in capital markets today. So I'm happy to say that this time around the market moves are definitely in the right direction for most investors uh, with stock markets sharply up on the day today. Um, However, we thought it would be worthwhile gathering Will, our Chief Investment Officer, and J.P. Yeagers, our Head of Asset Allocation, just to quickly give their thoughts on what's been going on and their perceptions of, of market moves today. So, Will, let's just start off with you. If you could just start with the detail around what has sparked off, triggered these dramatic moves in stock markets today.
0: Yeah, we live in amazing times, don't we, Phil? Essentially what has happened is one of the front runners in the race to find and mass produce a vaccine against this latest coronavirus has announced early results from their late stage tests um, that found the vaccine to be strongly effective. Now, essentially, individuals who received two injections of this vaccine 3 weeks apart experienced uh, more than 90% fewer cases of symptomatic COVID-19 uh, than those who received a placebo. Now, that 90% level is really important as it suggests a vaccine that is materially more effective than many researchers have been cautioning was was likely or possible. Now, you know, some caution Obviously, key information about this vaccine from uh, Pfizer and BioNTech, a German company, is not available. For instance, uh, we don't know whether the vaccine prevents severe cases, nor is there information on whether it prevents people from carrying the virus without symptoms. And also, this study has only been going for for a couple of months, so we can't really say how long it'll provide protection for. You know, also, you know, just to further dampen things, uh, this this comes with, you know, this particular vaccine does come with sort of pretty well-known distribution challenges. It, it needs to be stored at super cold temperatures, I think it's like minus 70 degrees C or something similar. So that that makes it sort of quite difficult from from a distribution perspective. So it's good news, you know, very good news. In fact, you know, for, for, for those of us kind of looking, staring down the barrels of, you know, more lockdowns and all that kind of thing, but there's more information needed and more peer review from, you know, outside scientists needed for, sort of, you know, for, for, for more reassurance, I guess.
1: Thanks, Will. Thanks uh, for, for the check there. I think, uh, JP, maybe if we, I turn to you and if you could just give us a few highlights of some of the market movements that we've been seeing across different asset classes today and in particular I suppose in the stock market the trends that are worth paying attention to?
2: Yeah, hi Phil. It it has been really a remarkable day today so the the moves we see in financial markets are are, are quite extreme. We see sentiment is turning quite fast so across the board we see signs of optimism now in particular in sectors that had previously been hit quite hard. So think of the travel sector, uh, airlines, cruising, uh, small cap stocks. But equally, we also see that the stay-at-home companies uh, like, for instance, video call providers or indoor gym equipment, uh, they do actually the opposite. And here we see that prices fall as potentially we might be inching more towards a normal. Although the broad-based boost to stock markets, we we do see a shift if we look under the hood and, and across the different sectors. This is also reflected that we see the optimism across corporate bonds, uh, which is also a risky rest and also a link to yeah, to growth and recession outlook.
1: And so yeah, just picking up on that, outside of direct sort of equity markets, I see bond yields are rising quite sharply. Um, and also some commodity prices too. But of course gold looks as if it's heading a little bit lower on the day. Any of those sort of
2: standing out for you? we see interest rates rise quite sharply and that's partially uh, I, th- I think uh, an expectation of inflation picking up a little bit but equally we also see that that expectations for policy rates so by central banks are bouncing back a little bit as well so here we see that expectations of further reductions in policy rates appear to be less pressing with these with these news headlines and what we see in commodities, oil, which has been particularly linked to the economic outlook and 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 those prospects, we see rise almost close to nine percent on the day, which is quite yeah quite a material move. We see, and if we look to gold and silver, uh, here we see that those are the assets that, previous, that have typically been seen as the safe haven they yeah they, they fell today just just like we see with bonds so here in particular yeah because the need for safe havens and and real interest rates so that's that's the interest rate uh, that would be required in equilibrium inching up uh, as well
1: Great. And so will as you said, you know, attention will also turn, I think, to some of the other vaccines, some of the other vaccine trials that are out there at the moment, not least because, as you said, the distribution sort of issues potentially around the Pfizer one, and also the speed at which I think, you know, they can ramp production up. And so, you know, eyes will be on sort of whether or not some of the other trials come to fruition, and that will probably aid sort of global distribution sort of vaccine next year. Might we expect, you know, further moves again? If uh, you know, and, and this sort of momentum building, if we see other good news in the coming weeks, um, and any other sort of general observations you've got around that?
0: Yeah, it's very difficult to say uh, what's priced in. Always, you know, it's always. am JP May. Well, have some sort of more educated thoughts on this, but uh, you know, there's more art than science here, and it's quite interesting watching people try to work out what's baked in in terms of vaccines. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people look. At so the Good Judgment Project is one we've talked about before. This is sort of Philip Tetlock's group of super forecasters, uh, and the evolution of the probability uh, of that group uh, that that group see for an early vaccine, how that evolves, and compared to market prices, people have sort of got some idea. And then people looked at you know the other day there was you know AstraZeneca had to pause its trials, as you as you might well uh, know, based on an adverse reaction uh, of uh, uh, from from one of uh, the uh, trial participants. And the reaction in markets in that day. So people have put all this together and sort of tried to work out what was priced in. And some people have sort of assumed that, you know, I mean, I think the thing that we can come to without being too uh, strident is that there was already some optimism priced in Mm -hmm. with regards to, you know, uh, a a widely available vaccine next year so today's market reaction i think is quite you know to me it's quite surprising in scale um so i would sort of be quite surprised if there was sort of you know further upside of this scale uh to be seen if you know further vaccines came in that uh, came in positively but you know the market is looking at the same information we are looking at this is you know it's, it's by no means a done deal there's more data to come in this is an early early read from the late stage trials so you know potentially if you do get more news positive news there may be more you know upside for risk assets in the short run and maybe more in bond yields it's certainly not something to rule out and we do get like you say we are due more information on the phase three trials from the major front runners in the next couple of weeks so it's going to be very interesting to watch in truth
1: Yeah. And I mean, as you say, I think certainly a wake up call today, you know, for some of those sort of bombed out sectors where people have clearly gone very heavily into sort of pick up, you know, on the hope that, uh, you know, that this amongst other vaccines means that uh, at some point next year, things might get a little bit back to normal. But just maybe a final reminder on the economic outlook and sort of how this how this particular news fits with our sort of views around the wider economy.
0: It's massive. It's hard to understate, hard to overstate. Sorry, uh, you know how important you know the arrival of a safe, viable, you know, widely administered um, vaccine is for the world economy. You know, you're seeing it in the UK. Uh, it's a it's a path out of the sort of you know the risk of lockdowns. And as as both you and JP have sort of alluded to, it's you know it's a, it's a way to get back to normality. Uh, and the longer you know, the longer we go without vaccine, and the longer we have to sort of the economy has to endure, the economy and all its participants, you know, individuals and companies have to endure, you know, lockdowns and restrictions on movement and lower risk appetite from many of its participants as a result of the, you know, the pandemic, uh, the more damage is done long term. So therefore, the reverse is also true. So the quicker uh, a vaccine can be widely available and distributed, the less damage uh, is done. And that's that's obviously can only be good for the economy. But remember, and I think, you know, this is just an important point of caution just to just to just to highlight, you know, even if we do get sort of approvals into the end of the year, the distribution of these vaccines, um, even assuming a high degree of you know efficacy, will be complex, whatever the vaccine is. They each come with their sort of, you know, individual, you know, unique idiosyncratic complexities uh, in terms of delivery. And, uh, and, you know, that's something to bear in mind. But in many countries, policymakers have sort of committed to build a bridge for the economy, for society, to a world where a vaccine is is widely available. So this is certainly very helpful news, and we'll be looking very carefully at more news to come.
1: As you say, very, very, helpful and very welcome. And uh, thank you, JP. Thank you, Will, for joining at short notice for this Word on the Street special. We'll no doubt sort of keep in touch over the course of the week with any further breaking news and, uh, and certainly be back, if not before, on Friday with the usual weekly podcast. With that, thank you to our listeners for dialing in today and have a very good week.
0: All investments can fall as well as rise in value, and their past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. This podcast is not a personal investment recommendation.